This week, we return to NXT, WWE's developmental league, to examine one of the most remarkable winning streaks in the history of pro wrestling. In the fall of 2015, the Japanese superstar Asuka arrived in WWE, and it quickly became apparent that she was no ordinary performer. The hype surrounding her debut evolved into the most fearsome reputation of any wrestler, man or woman, under the WWE umbrella. For literal years, the woman known as the Empress of Tomorrow crushed any and all opposition in her path, becoming easily the most dominant NXT women's champion in history. She began to proclaim that nobody was ready for Asuka, and for a while, it seemed that she was right. But then, a new challenger appeared, nipping at her heels. Ember Moon was a fiery young woman with an undefeated streak of her own, who knew from the beginning that her goal was not just to become the champion, but to take that title from the greatest champion there ever was. She believed her destiny was to conquer the unconquerable. When the two finally met, the NXT Women's Championship would be on the line, and that destiny hung in the balance against an unprecedented winning streak. Today on I Hate Wrestling, it's Asuka versus Ember Moon, the undefeated Empress. another testing testing yeah that worked okay great all the glass in your apartment broke but the audio levels seem to be pretty good (laughs) (laughs) tara welcome back to the show thank you my very my very first guest and i'm gonna say probably uh no offense to the rest of my guests the best one um take it everybody get your shit together no, that's not nice. A couple of people have done a couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I say this as someone who has brought on a lot of guests to this show, and you, I, I love you all. You are the primary conduit for my guests at this point. I'm a networker. You are a pimp. It is what I do. <laughs> you are, I'm not a pimp. You are, you are pimping me out all over this town. Do I look good in crushed velvet? You know that you do. Oh, okay. That's the only way I could be a pimp is if I could really pull off crushed velvet. And a, a, like a re, just a, the widest brimmed hat. Yeah, but I do look good in hats. I know that. Like yeah. I, I've, you know, I've explored that truth. <laughs> I know that to be true. Just the crushed velvet, I don't wear a lot of it. No, only, only when you're setting people up uh, for recordings for my show. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you're, you're back after a long absence. The prodigal guest returns, returns the biblical guest, (laughs) David guest returns. No, why? (laughs) I don't look anything like David guest and I'm definitely team Liza. (laughs) I didn't even mean David guest. I meant Christopher guest. Again with this? (laughs) What do you mean again? This is the second time you've messed up Christopher (laughs) guest. Husband of Jamie Lee Curtis, Activia spokeswoman, and Bar- David Guest, ex-husband of Liza Minnelli. Baroness. Baroness. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she has a title. Yes, because he's, he was advanced to the barony, is which it literally Ad- happened to him. Is barony the word? Is yes. Is that the noun? Oh, if you're, okay. Well, if you're a king, you have a kingship. If you're a baron, you have a barony. Oh. Okay. What about, what if you're a viscount? Uh. Is it a Viscountry? Viscountry. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But 
uh, Vikant is actually the same rank as Baron, I think. I don't know. I think that's true. Uh, can somebody look that up? Um, <laughs> I, um, to, I can't do Jeffrey, it. <laughs> Jeffrey, could you look that up? No, he needs a better name, like a Galvin. Galvin? Galvin! <laughs> Galvin, could you look that up? I had to turn my phone off. Normally, I am your assistant with these kinds of things, but I had to turn my phone off because my actual boss might be calling me about setting up drinks with Mahir, and I just don't have the time for that right now. I'm recording an episode. Mahir, could you uh, could you look that up for me? <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest thing, is that Mahir is also the name of my assistant. Oh, you've got two assistants now? You've got Jeffrey and Mahir? Yeah. Okay, it's great. <laughs> One's assistant and the other is assistant to the assistant. <laughs> you were laughing too hard to listen. That is that is the title of my autobiography. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much friggin' true. He died laughing at his own jokes. That literally happened to somebody. Who, I know. Who did that happen to? It was a, it was a Greek guy. Oh, that's right. There's also the guy who died uh, laughing from a Seinfeld episode. Fell into a soup. <laughs> oh, I, I remember reading about a guy who uh, laughed to death watching an episode of The Goon Show. The Goon Show? Yeah. It was like Monty Python for kids. Oh, okay. And there was an episode called like Kung Fu Caper, and he thought it was so funny that he laughed for an hour and then died. Oh, I thought you were talking about the classic show Go On from NBC. <laughs> Which I loved. <laughs> Do you think I don't it know was, the difference between Go On and Goon? It was Matthew Perry. Go On and Goon. <laughs> to the Goon. It was Matthew Perry, Laura Benanti, and Julie White, and dare I say, it was a murderer's role. <laughs> <laughs> um, the shorthand for people at home listening, hi. There is a sketch that Matthew over here loves to death from SNL. You should look it up. It is Sterling K. Brown defending the virtue of Shrek. And at one point, he calls the team of Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy, and Mike Myers. And John a, Lithgow. Thank you. Thank you. A murderer's row. And Matt has been saying this for weeks. And then collapsing. He's literally falling off of the surface on which we're recording right now. You have half of your body off of the surface. Can you please get Listen, here's the thing with SKB in this sketch that's so good. SKB. What do you need, a stool to get back up on here? There we go, okay. So here's the thing with SKB in this sketch, is that he is like angrily defending the virtues of Shrek. To the point of tears. To the point, yeah, and he's like, <laughs> Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, John Lithgow, Eddie Murphy, it's a murder's row of talent. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> And he can barely get out his thought. And he's like standing up, leaning over a table, not quite jabbing a finger. He's verbally jabbing a verbal finger into someone's <laughs> chest, getting this excited about Shrek. It's a wonderful, wonderful yes. sketch. Uh, you should include it in the episode notes. Mm. Put a little link in there. You know what else I should do? What else? You should do episode notes. You should. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe put the video that... Our lovely guests are supposed to watch. We should talk about the video. Yes. <laughs> what a masterful, blunt segue. That's right. <sighs> okay. Listen, not everything has to be a scalpel. 
Okay, so Matt, you had me watch a video in which a woman, Oscar, Oscar, who, who's not Oscar, it's Oscar. Oscar is a character that does not seem to be of Earth. I mean, I, I get that she's from <laughs> Earth, but her personality and demeanor are as uh, unhingedly confident as the characters from the SSX video game that I loved as a preteen up until now. Up until now. Up until now. I've like I've never seen someone who is so psychotically like in awe of their own talent and so contemptuous of other people. Like have you ever played SSX? I have not. Okay. The characters, it's all snowboarders and you really don't hear from them all that much. Um you hear from them as you're going through the character selector or they're yes. doing like they've couple little catchphrases that they say but the ssx characters are demonically in awe of their own talents <laughs> you know they'll be like i'm number one like they just say stuff that is so canned and weird mm-hmm. and then when they're doing their moves when you're actually in the gameplay yes um there's an announcer who's got this very deep voice and you know someone will land a trick and be like oh experimental like he says to or like "Ooh, that one must have hurt better call your mama in the morning like he does all these weird lines but the characters niles this is the worst idea you've ever had (laughs) (laughs) um the characters like when they're they, they they just do a header off a mountain and he's like Scrambled eggs all over his face. What is a boy to do? <laughs> the characters in the game, though, when they land moves, they're just like, instead of just being like, yeah, you know, like something exultant, they're like, I'm number one, baby! And it's like, they'll be like you know, they'll be doing like a slow motion flip, but yes. as I was watching the homework that you gave me, yes. that's immediately what Asuka reminded me of. Like, the bravado does not feel natural. Like, it's too much. Yeah. So, I th- I'm thinking specifically of the opening shot, because there's actually two pieces of homework. Yes. But the first one that uh, that I sent you was the Her one... sitting by a pool. Yeah, she's, like, confidently strutting across uh, what looks like a massive pool complex. Yeah. She sits down in a, in a chair, and she says... The moon will never shine brighter than the sun. And of course, the sun is me. Which is insane. <laughs> That's an insane thing to say. The way that they wrote, the, t- the team behind these two women, the way that they wrote their interactions and their uh, pre-recorded, I guess, you know, gameplay in this case, it's like they wrote for reality TV, where Asuka is on, like, you know, the housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. Because she comes out in this like printed flowery dress and like the straight hair and she's like wearing sunglasses and like draping. And then, um, is it Emery? Ember. It's Ember Moon? Ember Moon. Ember Moon. The fire, a... the, the fire is, is an important yes. um, motif Ember Moon, her. thank you. So Ember Moon comes off like, and this is going to be lost on you, but people at home might know. Yeah. Um, Lacey from Rock of Love. Okay. That's her vibe. So you've got like VH1 and Bravo going head to head here. See, what I, the, the, uh, the vibe that I always got was that they are Sailor Moon characters. Well, Ember Moon. Yeah, Ember Moon, obviously. But 
um, Asuka is very much like an anime villain in terms of her, like her megalomania and her her casual yeah, megalomania, I get that. and then also Ember Moon in terms of her like ham-handed sort of heroic statements, like seemingly self-consciously. It's almost like yeah. she knows that this is a cheesy storyline and she knows the role that she's supposed but to be playing. But the thing is, she is also playing unhinged in her own way. Like every, these two women just seem like they need like one Xanax, maybe split amongst <laughs> them. It's, it's because they are so hell-bent on this. Um, Ember Moon has, well, she's got these contacts in which look beautiful yes but between that and she's got like some fangs did i notice like some no fang she, wear? you think she should have fangs because the implication like are her teeth just that white that when i saw her smiling it looked like fa- like yeah the thing with ember moon is that i always expected them to do a werewolf thing with her or a vampire or thing. a vampire thing because the moon yes. obviously like um you know her signature move which we'll talk about in a minute is the eclipse like it's so and she's got the red eyes, and like, it. You definitely got the feeling that there was like something wolfy supposed to happen, and it just never did. Well, the move's full name is Twilight Breaking Dawn Eclipse, <laughs> Part Two. <laughs> yes. So, well, so this you know, is she's sponsored by the Twilight, uh, the Twilight Cinematic the Universe, the Twilight franchise. She's actually uh, Renesme all grown up, which oh, is a spoiler no. for everybody out there. Ugh. Taylor, that we're we're gonna see Taylor Lautner in the front row cheering her on, <laughs> but um, like an older Taylor Lautner with a beard to show that time has passed. Yes. So Ember reminds me of because when she's talking to people behind you know behind the stage and she's doing her thing to promote the matches that she's gonna be involved in with Asuka, she has this crazed look on her face and she says things like, "We're about to enter." A, a new phase. phase. Right. And her vibe reminds me of, so... She's trying so hard to hit that line. Lacey from Rock of Love is yes. an American hero. She mm-hmm. was... <laughs> in the in the fact that she's like a Donald Trump American, quote, hero. American, That she's quote, like an insane, Galtian, <laughs> just like <laughs> nihilist of the purest order. Lacey came onto Rock of Love. She's this vibrant redhead older than a lot of the girls there and she was just like i'm gonna start a whole bunch of shit (laughs) and immediately proceeded to start a whole bunch of shit every episode Lacey is doing something ratting someone out or like pranking someone or pulling like she she probably pants someone in, in an episode but that's the kind of stuff that she would do and it was just insane and of course she stole the show right and everyone remembers like if they're going to name people from the show Lacey that's who Ember Moon reminded me of that's a fair assessment because I I guess a little bit of context is necessary here uh Asuka at the point that the match that we're watching today is a rematch they had a match before the one we're about to watch yes and before the first match that they had Asuka had been undefeated for 300 and something days um, it was an unheard of... It's like 354 days or yeah, something. Yeah, almost a year. Um, and she... This is an unheard of winning streak for a woman in pro wrestling. Like, she officially surpassed Goldberg at some point. Wow. In terms of, like, the longest undefeated streak. Which, by the way, can I ask, how did they decide on Goldberg was, in, in, the, in the factory when they were coming up with a name for this person? It's his real name. But is, what is his other name? Bill? Why didn't they just go with Bill. <laughs> Sounds more menacing than 
Because, Goldberg. Because he'd be out there and people would be chanting, Bill, 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 Bill. And you'd think it was the science man. Also should have been a wrestler. That would be great. He blinds you with science. <laughs> he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a, like a beaker of sulfuric acid and just throws it into yeah, your eyes. Bill Dye and Neil Kickass Tyson. <laughs> Bill Dye. What is Carl Sagan's name in this case, though? Um, Carl Payne Man. That's Carl the, Payne Man? That's the closest you get. That was bad. Hi, it's me, Matt. I'm in the middle of editing this episode, and, uh, Carl Slagan. Yeah. Okay, back to the show. So, uh, Goldberg was notorious for having an incredibly long undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. Asuka surpassed it. That's great. And for she became... Uh, where the promotion we're talking about is is NXT, uh, which you might remember from episode two, Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black. Uh, it's WWE's developmental territory. So she came in from Japan and just started laying waste to the women in this division. Um, she defeated Bailey, who was one of the, the, the biggest stars they'd ever had. Uh, and she just continued laying waste to people. And for a while, 300 and something days, mm-hmm. she basically was that division. It was the Asuka show. It, it wasn't like, who's going to challenge Asuka? It was Asuka's killing somebody again. Okay. She became such a focal point of the division, starting to get ridiculous. Like, it seemed like no one would ever beat her. Is she well-liked? Yes, she's beloved. Okay. So this is someone that people want to see win. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Ember Moon comes in and consciously seems to be setting herself up as the person who defeats Asuka. Like, that's in, that, in, the, in the homework, she says, I want to be the person who takes down the undefeated Empress. Is she well-liked? Yes. Interesting, because I feel like she's just like a horse girl gone awry. <laughs> she seems a little bit... Like she's taken the, the woo-woo stuff, like, a bridge too far. She's, she is well-liked. Um, she was definitely bullied as a kid. Oh, yeah. I'm willing to bet you money on that. Oh, yeah. Like, huge braces. <laughs> like, I'm going to say I'm gonna say those weird braces that had, like, an attached headset, despite the fact that I don't think they've had those since the 1970s. <laughs> I'm going to say she was a straggler. She had the last set. I picture her entire dressing room as a horse girl vibe of just, like... A lot of fleece pullovers. Photos of just, like, the majestic horse, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what they call all of those books, except all of the horses are just skeletons. So they're just, like, blacklight, like bone poster. Yes, just thestrals and, like, maybe some, like, crystals mm-hmm. hanging down. And, and she opens her closet, and it's just 45 lavender fleece pullovers. And, like, six rows of colored contacts yes. that she just pulls out. Yeah. So and they're all like Gatorade. They're all like those Gatorade ice colors. Right. Now let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Asuka's uh, presentation. Her look. Like when she's in the ring, she looks like like I said, a, like a Sailor Moon villain. There's like so much different. Pa- there's like yeah, it's, it's like, hyper color. She's dressed like the Saved by the Bell opening. But it's also like Kabuki Raver because she wears yes. that mask. Yes. Which is fascinating. Yeah. To me. She's got the, She's got this featureless mask. And then her out, she's, when she walks out, she has like this ridiculous, like trailing pimp coat 
slash kimono. It, yeah, because it definitely it's feels like she's definitely relying on a Japanese aesthetic, but then it's also, you know, catered to the WWE in that it's vivid and she, there's a little bit of sex appeal because you do see like her outfit underneath. She's not all like right. laced up. She looks like she looks like she inherited Randy Savage's wardrobe and stitched all of his clothes together to make one outfit. It's a Technicolor dream coat. Yeah, yes, absolutely right. And she's got the she's got the mask, but then in the in the in the homework when she's not in her wrestling attire, we saw her in the sundress by the pool, and then in the one video where she's confronting Ember Moon in the ring, she's wearing like a Hillary Clinton pantsuit. Yeah, it's like a gray tweed. Yeah. I kind of wish it had been like a pink and green, like just to go along with her vibe. She also has like multicolored hair. Yeah. So she's very bright and vivid, and I I liked that. I'm like really down with that look. Yeah, I'm I'm super I'm super in on Asuka. So. That's sort of their their physical vibe, and we got that that feeling about how each one of them presents themselves. So Ember Moon was also undefeated for, I don't know, 180 days, like something like half okay. of Asuka's streak. So it was like, okay, this woman is specifically saying she wants to be the person who takes down the undefeated person. Yeah. She's also undefeated. If anybody's going to do it, it's probably her. So a lot of people thought at the time that we were going to do uh, – Ember Moon, because this is developmental, and Asuka had thoroughly trounced everybody, so the feeling was, okay, we're going to move Asuka up to the main roster, and then Ember Moon will be the new undefeated, like, kind of seamlessly, so that... Can we also acknowledge that it's really cool that they pit two women of color? Yes, because, So they didn't absolutely. have, like, a white woman, like, coming in and, like, doing anything that would resemble, like, saving the day, like... yeah. In they fact, we gave this very, very juicy, highly profiled fight to two women of color, which I really enjoy. And I feel like that says a lot about what NXT is willing to do yeah. in terms of representation, which and, I really respect. And we did get to see her uh, her fighting against Nikki Cross, who is a, a white Scottish woman. That's the woman that she literally put in a garbage can and kicked to death. Oh, nice. Okay. All <laughs> so, right. <laughs> that was harrowing to watch. <laughs> so just to have an idea of the kinds of lengths that Asuka has gone to today. It's not just regular wrestling matches that this woman has defended her. She's defended her championship in street fights where she put someone in a trash can and kicked it until it was dented. She threw people off of ladders and through tables. Like she has been through every possible test. She is a housewife. There is an episode of one of the housewife shows. I've never watched any of these, but I've seen it on Twitter a lot. There was a woman who threw, she took off her prosthetic leg <laughs> and threw it. This was like my favorite thing that's ever happened in reality TV and I've never even watched the show. And threw it across the table at another woman that she was feuding with. If Asuka had a prosthetic leg, she would do that. Yes, absolutely, yes. And I will honor her for it. <laughs> so... Leading up to the first match that they've had, okay, Ember Moon is being built up as the uh, the one who might be able to take down Asuka, okay. and she is very confident in her ability to do that. And she even says, like, when I came into NXT, I knew if I was going to amount to anything, I was going to have to beat Asuka. Sure. She she essentially acknowledges that Asuka is the final boss of her journey, <laughs> if that makes sense. Of course, like she gets into this knowing 
that at the end of the road, it's Asuka. Yeah. So Ember Moon is interesting because she seems aware of the storyline tropes. Like, she sees somebody when she's coming in, she's like, okay, that's my biggest challenge. Like, before she's even had her first match, she's yeah. saying, okay, this is my storyline. Lofty ambitions. Right. And she has that move, the Eclipse, Twilight yes. Breaking Dawn, the Eclipse. Yes. Um, which we saw a couple times. How would you describe the Eclipse? Is it the one where she does, like, that big sidekick? No, Or that's... is it the flip? Yeah, it's the flip. Asuka's move is the... Is, is the like the kick Just to the jumping head. in the air and doing the kick to the head. Yeah. So, um, and I love when she kicks somebody, knocks them unconscious, and then turns to the camera and just shrugs. Shrugs. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest. Again, that's like an SSX thing. The eclipse is the move where Ember Moon comes off the top rope with like sails off the top rope and essentially does a stone cold stunner yes. where she grabs your head and drags you to your death and snaps your head forward and you go flying back. Sure. This is her. 100% bulletproof finishing move. No one has ever escaped the Eclipse. And in fact, they showed a little bit of when she hit somebody with it and they had to be stretchered out. It's Is that an IRL stretchered out? No, it was not IRL. Okay. It's a fairly safe move to do. Okay. Um, but in, uh, in the reality of the show, this move is so deadly that it can result in injury. It's okay. not just something that finishes the match. It's yeah. something that can take you out of the game for weeks or more. Okay. So it is her biggest move and they're like if she can hit Asuka with that move It's going to be very hard for Asuka to yeah. recover from that. And more than that, no one has ever gotten out of it. Okay. So the feeling is Asuka is great, but... Is she that? Yeah. Right. This okay. is, It's like if she finished every match by shooting someone with a revolver. Sure. It's like... It's like, boy, Asuka sure is a great wrestler, but if she gets shot with that revolver, you're probably going to be able to hold her down for three seconds. So that's sort of the level of bulletproof that this move is yeah. at this point. And at the end of the first match that they have, it's incredibly, uh, it's, incre it's an incredibly close match. And Ember Moon, in fact, has her down. She goes up to the top rope to execute the Eclipse, and Asuka sees what's happening grabs the referee and shoves him into the ropes, which knocks Os which knocks Ember Moon off balance. Ooh. She falls to the mat, and Asuka kicks her in the head, knocks her out, and pins her. Damn. Asuka has defeated the person who was supposed to be... Yes. All signs pointed to this being the person who unseated her. And Ember Moon wants the Rocky Apollo Creed. Right, well, the there rematch. there ain't gonna be no rematch, except there was a rematch. There was a rematch, and... Uh, Ember Moon, in fact, she was supposed to have a rematch. She had a chance for a rematch fairly close after that. Mm -hmm. And they were supposed to have, because at this point, after Asuka had defeated Ember Moon, she had literally defeated everyone in the division. Okay. Wow. So there was like no more, uh, like no more ranks to climb. She had beaten yeah. everybody. So what they did was they had a battle royal. They put all of the eligible competitors in the ring and the last woman standing would get to challenge Asuka. So, uh, to prove a point, Asuka came out and attacked the Battle Royal, threw everybody out, <laughs> I love it. and screamed, nobody is ready for Asuka. I love it. And when she threw Ember Moon out, she legit broke her shoulder. Oh, okay, yeah, we saw 
Yeah. And that's where Ember she hits her guard she hits her shoulder on the guardrail when she okay. when she falls out of the ring, and that's why they show her in the in the cast yeah. talking about uh, you know wounds time heals all wounds but battle scars are forever. Yeah. And she talks about how she thought she had what it took to beat Asuka, and now she knows that because Asuka had to take a shortcut to beat her, she knows that she has what it takes to beat Asuka. Ah, okay. So, in order to uh, sort of gin up this rematch a little bit more, they start to have Asuka lean into her egomania more. Okay, which I saw and which concerned me. Yeah, she's like... She's beating people and then grabbing the microphone and screaming, I will hold this title forever. Is is she considered a heel? Is she always a heel? No, she came in as a babyface. Okay. And she's sort of leaning heelish here, but people are still super into Asuka. She's kind of in that Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock territory. Okay. Where it's like, she can be a horrible person, but she's our horrible person. Sure, and then is Ember a heel or no, a face? No, Ember, Ember is super babyface. Okay. There's uh, even though she's like creepy. Yeah. Well, the Undertaker has been a babyface. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, creepy in wrestling doesn't always mean evil. Mick Foley, obviously. Yes. Um, Mick Foley is like the best person in the whole world. Yep. Mick Foley, Asuka, or sorry, Mick Foley and Ember Moon, basically the same person. Um, is Ember Moon also a Santa? Mrs. Santa. <laughs> oh God. I was going to say Mick wishes, but he's married to a supermodel, so... Yeah, he's, do- he's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing great. He's fine. Mick Foley's fine. Mick, we love you. We do love you, Mick. Thank you for meeting my brother that one time and being very gracious. Thank you so much, Mick. <laughs> for, all, for everything that you did for us. Um, you think Mick Foley liked this match? I don't know what Mick Foley likes. He's seen it all. <laughs> I don't know what he likes. He might be disillusioned. I don't know. I'm curious. Right now, honestly, I'm still in the space for I'm rooting for Asuka You're rooting to win for the Asuka? match that we're about to watch. I don't know why. Because in theory, you would want to watch the underdog win. But there is something hysterical to me about this woman just walking away from another one being like, <laughs> oops, like, <laughs> I did it. I think probably my favorite Asuka-ism is in the backstage interview where they're like, Asuka, what do you think about... Because Ember Moon had had this sort of campaign of saying she was going to beat Asuka. Okay. And after one of her very decisive victories, she's just walking around, like, strutting around backstage. And they're like, Asuka, what do you think about uh, Ember Moon telling everybody that she's going to beat you? And she goes, Ember Moon? Does she work here? <laughs> <laughs> Taps the, the championship on her shoulder and she goes, it's mine. And I'm like... <laughs> How could you not love Asuka? He's fine. But there's one more wrinkle that we have to talk about. Okay. Which is that Asuka, at this point, has already been scouted by both Raw and SmackDown. Oh. So in the lead up to this match, everybody already knew that Asuka was getting called up. It was just a matter of when. So she would have to... Well, I guess they're so. It, as someone who's not as involved in wrestling, I see it as she could either lose this match and then get like pulled up to the big time anyway, or she could win. And because she wins, they're going to ascend her up. And I guess she would then forfeit her title, and it would go to Ember Moon or to go to someone else. Well, there there's a couple different ways it could go and has gone. There have been people who have 
made it clear that they don't ever intend to lose the championship. Uh, Sasha Banks, when she she was called up to to the main show and she was still NXT Women's Champion, and she was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do both." Oh, and she stayed doing both shows. No, she she wound up losing uh, losing to Bailey. Oh, okay. So, but she declared that her intention was to do both. Okay. To defend the championship in both. There have been other times where they ruled, no, we're calling you up, like you have to drop the title. But it appears to be on a case-by-case basis, or maybe it's just inconsistent storytelling. Okay. But they never said that Asuka was going to have to drop her title. Okay. And Asuka kept saying, this is my title, I'm going to hold this title forever. Okay. And she says a number of times, I will fight anybody I will fight you anywhere, anybody, anytime. But the way that when you say that she's going to have to like give up her title, or in theory that someone might have to give up their title, it's not always, I guess, because this is a show and they're writing it and they can sort of control the narrative if they want. Right. Like, you don't have to give up your title in terms of losing, right? You could, like, retire... Right, yes, you could relinquish your title. Yeah, and you could do it with like some big ego-fueling ceremony where people like talk about how much they respect you. And, and right, do well, there will thing. never be another champion like you. Yeah, the like... The only champion who never lost their title. Yeah, like you could do something like that. Yes. So there, I guess there, there are, are ways, ways to do it. Be done. But they're playing with the assumption that Asuka's going to lose this match because she won the first one. We saw that Ember Moon has her number. Yeah. And we saw that Asuka is afraid of the Eclipse. Yes. Now we know that she's leaving. She's not going to be around full time. So if you have been watching NXT for a while and you know, for example, what happened with Sasha Banks where she was like, I'm going to do both. Yeah. But then she lost anyway. You might be thinking, I see where this is going. Does it feel good for a fan of, let's say, Asuka or Sasha Banks when they see their long defending champion lose and then rise up to the other level? Like, is there something that's lost because you feel like there's a bit of... It's bittersweet. Like, dis- but it's also, like, disingenuous. Like, it, you know, like, you see the, the machinations happening there in a way that you might not... Or you might be able to put to the back of your head when you see, oh, you know, okay, this person was winning and now they're lost and now they want to do a comeback. Right. But when you see someone and you know they're going to be promoted... Right. And then you know that they lose this match. It's like, oh, they were always going to lose this match. Like, do you feel kind of cheated as a fan? No, especially not in NXT because NXT fans are, as a whole, pretty inside fans. Okay. So they know that their favorite is going on to bigger and better things. So usually if they know that it's a match like that, they will give the person a standing ovation afterwards. Oh, that's nice. And they'll chant, you know... Thank you, Sasha. Oh, or, that's really nice. Okay. So it's there. They definitely know what's up, and they know that it's it's essentially a curtain call. You yeah. Know, you're uh, it's your your last big hurrah, and you're going out on top. And are these two fan brackets like the main event kind of stuff and the NXT? Like, is there a lot of overlap? Is there very little overlap? Are they different culturally? Yeah, like, they definitely are. So the NXT fans are aware of what's going on. All NXT fans are aware of what's going on in the main show. Okay. Uh, a, a fraction of the main show fans are aware of what's going on in NXT. Okay. So that makes sense. So most casual fans are going to have one or two, like, more dedicated fans who are like, oh, if you think so-and-so is good, just wait until you see 
Okay. Like, if you guys like uh, Sasha and Bailey, who just came up from NXT, wait until you see Asuka. She's going to blow your mind. So they're aware okay. of Asuka. You know, but they probably... So the NXT fan is most likely more dedicated. Yeah. Maybe older, like older than the average WWE fan. Yeah, it's more adults than, than little kids. And you have to go out of your way, at least in the U.S., to watch NXT. Okay. Because it's only available on the WWE Network. It's a, it's on TV in some okay. other in some other markets, but in the U.S., which is their biggest market, it's something that you can only watch by subscribing to the WWE Network. Whereas yeah. you you can't just flip over to the USA Network and watch is an that NXT show. Smart? Do you think that's smart as a business model? Do you think that if NXT was given more access, like if they put it on a network that's more accessible, do you think it would be better for business, or they want to keep it underground on purpose? I think there's there's some some push and pull about that, honestly. Um, some people want it to be more like a real third brand alongside Raw and SmackDown. Okay. But other people uh, think it's better to keep it different. Like, there's been a long argument about... To keep Austin weird mentality. Yeah, yeah. Like, for NXT is only an hour. SmackDown okay. is two hours. Raw is three hours. Oof. Okay. And NXT feels different because it's an hour. Got it. You know what I mean? So... The fact that they do things differently, it's a more fundamental-based kind of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's only an hour long and not every character is on every week. It's like a rotating cast. Okay. Like, it definitely feels different. And I think if you tried to make it more like one of their main shows, you would lose a lot of what makes NXT NXT. And you have to remember, too, that it's developmental. Yes. It's it's the way that it is to train people to work on the big show. Mm-hmm. I guess WWE wants to keep it small so they can really test out more yeah. organic audience reactions. Yeah, and... you, it's okay. it's a it's a test market. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's a it's a test market that's developed a cult following essentially. That's really cool. So they're kind of having they're having their cake and eating it too in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because they do have. Uh, you know, now every time there's, you know, there's a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble or mm-hmm. a Survivor Series, they do an NXT takeover the night before, you know, and they always, oh, and they always okay. sell out. You can buy like a combination ticket where you'll, you'll get a ticket to the NXT takeover and then WrestleMania and then Raw the next night. Okay. Because, you know, they're oh, all great. in the same city. Yeah. So they do do some things to sort of, as a lead in. Okay. Sort of. And I think it could be maybe a little bit better maintained like raw is three hours like you couldn't do a 10 minute segment where you're like this week in nxt yeah it's just so people know who these characters are and like who they're getting so they'll run when some, they're going to bring somebody up they'll run a vignette like oscar's coming to raw and then you're you'll have to, a casual fan will have to go find their mm-hmm. their hardcore friend fan and they're like okay so who's oscar yeah but, like, if you ran an occasional video package where you just sort of talked about, okay, so this is... They could even do a thing where, like, hey, I'm your NXT correspondent. Here's what's going on. Yeah. Like, just to give some people an idea, like, oh, I wonder what that guy's about. Yeah. Um, they don't do enough of that, I don't think. And okay. that leads to some difficulties sometimes where fans don't quite understand how to um, respond to an NXT act when they make it to the main show. And, oh. And a lot of times it's kind of an unfortunate thing where something that works really well in NXT doesn't work as well in a larger in market. The main stage. 
before then, the obligation is on the NXT fans to sort of convert other fans to maybe liking this person if there's like a translation right issue. And then and then sometimes you get a you get a rough thing where you're like, oh, wait until you see so and so come up from NXT, and they come up from NXT and they don't have the same impact because maybe maybe it's the performer, maybe it's the writing team for WWE Raw who don't understand. The specialty. Oh, they don't keep their. No, they're different shows. They're different oh, creative staffs. Oh God! Yeah, that could really suck. Yeah, so it's like you don't necessarily know what makes a performer special. You bring them onto the biggest stage possible, and you're like, okay, do your thing. And if you don't support them, you don't give them the sort of storylines that they need. You know, you don't. You mm. know, if somebody's not great at talking, and you send them out to talk, like. Yeah. NXT has a lot more water wings that way. How uh, how long has NXT been alive? Um, since uh, in different forms since about twenty twelve. Oh, okay, so it's still a really new. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, so we are watching. I feel like I might have said we were the first match was at Takeover Brooklyn three. The first match was at Takeover Orlando. Mm-hmm. So we are watching the rematch of the century. Uh. Asuka versus Ember Moon at TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Yes. If you want to follow along. And we are going to uh, get started in 3, 2, 1, and go. So we see uh, Ember Moon coming out first. Ooh, yes. Yeah, and we see her pretty clear moon metaphor or not moon metaphor moon. oh she's doing some weird goth girl stuff she's like crawling on the floor she's got like a a cape of some kind yep. with spider web there's a blazing yellow moon behind her yes an ember moon if you will oh hey okay and now the lights come up and she's got a an unexpected green motif yes she's got like a leather rib cage looking thing with a little skirt and it's like a iridescent skirt and some great boots that I need to buy. Yep. Um, she is beautiful by the way. She is. She's a very strong, beautiful woman. Yep. And uh, her body language also sort of conveys the same sort of fire, right? Yeah. She's deep, like she's a very deeply passionate character. I think that me looking at her and, and not having watched other performances of hers She's very passionate about this role, and she's very good at exuding mm-hmm. a very strong commitment. You know, she's very clearly committed to this role. She's not phoning it in, yep. which I, is great. I wanted to mention also the green color. I think somebody in NXT um, is really into Game of Thrones. This is, like, vaguely but Game of But especially the green flames is very wildfire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, believe it or not... Um, the next night after this, Seth Rollins showed up in white and gold calling himself the Kingslayer. Oh, Jesus. And then another year after that, showed up as the Night King. So, Oh, God. It's a little gauche. All right. So now Sorry, we have Asuka with a... It's a, Now we're in this Kabuki Raver vibe. Right. And um, I liked, at first, everything was cool blue to sort of... It's very counter- neutral. And then to now be a it's counterpoint just... to the, the blazing red that we saw from Ember now Moon. Now this looks like a friggin' Coldplay tour out here. She's got rainbow <laughs> everything. She's got her big kimono-style yep. outfit. I like that she pays tribute to her heritage. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I respect that. I love... So she's wearing this headpiece that yeah. I also want. Um, please buy that for me, just because I've been a good guest. 
Um, it's, it's this crystal. It looks like a big pineapple on the back like, of her head. It's like a plumed helm. She looks like Alexander the Great. I love it. I hope she just wears that during the fight and just like takes stabs at Ember with it. Um, that Actually, Alexander the Great, I, I didn't even think of this, but if this is an Alexander the Great reference, she does have certain commonalities with Alexander the Great, the man who wept for there were no worlds left to conquer. Oh. It's been 500 days. No one has been able to beat her. Does she have a gold mask on today? She has a gold mask. How can she see out of that thing? And uh, she just Oh, holds she's it. taking it off now. Yes. Oh, she's relishing in the reveal of her face. Yes. Oh, and she's like doing some weird stuff with the mask where she's like yeah. lightly rubbing I, it on her face let, in an erotic way. Yeah, let me just say that when whenever Asuka sort of unmasks, I, I have some boy feelings. Okay, sure. I get that. Um, I, re- I really totally get that. I don't blame you. Um, I also wanted to, to bring up body language. We talked about Ember being very excited. Uh, Asuka is very loose and flowing. Yeah, she's really... It's she was a like very bobbing and weaving her way to the ring. Yeah, and now that she's in there, she's just sort of strolling around. She's not putting out... You know, Ember came in and she was doing the roaring and the jumping and the, you know, gesticulating and... Asuka's got this kind of, you know, she has a little dance coming in with the arms up yep. high. It's a, it's a strut. It's it's a warrior challenging an empress mm. is exactly what it is, right? Because somebody who is is a fighter against somebody who is just a ruler. Yes. Oh, she's roaring again. She's roaring, yeah, we... Uh, we're doing the ring announcements and she's just so, she just has to release this energy. And here's Asuka, cool and collected. Look at this. She's reciting the guy. (laughs) The guy, the ring announcer is announcing her undefeated women's champion and she's like mockingly reciting it along with him because she's heard it so many fucking times. (laughs) She kissed the belt. She's handing it over, probably saying something to the effect of like, I'll get this back in a minute. Yes. Okay. Yep. I just I just love that like undefeated women's champion. It's so good. <laughs> so good. So now uh the lights come back Ooh. up and Amber Moon blitzes. Just going for it already. Blitzes Asuka at the bell. Ooh, and Ember, you know, has this very this lupine energy that she's giving off and she's sliding and yep. she's on her knees and she's doing some really interesting work. Asuka's kicking like a toddler having a tantrum. Yep, and Ember... Ooh. So Ember just bla- lit her up with kicks and she immediately has a psychological advantage. She blitzed Asuka. Asuka bailed to the floor... And Ember tried to slide at her with a kick. Oh, and they're already out of the ring. Yeah, Asuka managed to dodge out of the way. And Asuka has countered with a kick and is now throwing uh, Ember back into the ring. Oh, but Ember counters again. Mm. And now she's climbing up onto the top rope. And oh, is she going to jump from there? She is jumping from the middle rope. Oh! <laughs> she just did a flip onto Asuka. Yeah. We are, jeez, uh, what, 45 seconds into this match? Yeah, really. Oof. There's um, there's an amazing episode of RuPaul's Drag Race where one of the queens is on this giant pedestal and it cuts to one of the other queens going, is she going to jump from there? <laughs> and that's exactly what this was. It was an iconic moment then as it is now. Yeah. 
she she had to roll into the into the ring to break the count and oh just slammed her head on the yeah Asuka was playing possum a little bit and when uh, Ember Moon came to to grab Asuka to throw her back into the ring Asuka grabbed her and threw her bad shoulder right into those steel steps and now merciless kicks directly to the bad shoulder. I love these excited guys up in the front. The one with oh, the Flyers jersey. I would be shitting my pants if little, I were in the front row for this. Little does he know what's to come in the form of American communist hero Gritty. <laughs> ah! Ooh! And Asuka just suplexed Ember Moon, a hammerlock suplex, driving her arm and shoulder into the steel ramp again. I would like for, for Gritty to be here. Here like, in the room with I us? Like or at the show? <laughs> Both, but I feel like Gritty would really enjoy watching this match. <laughs> I love Gritty. <laughs> the, so, guy, the guy is wearing a Flyers jersey, by the way, just for everyone who might not get that. Okay, I, so we got some kicks. Kicks to the bad shoulder. Mm, oh, yes, true. This is the shoulder that Asuka already broke. She knows that shoulder. Yeah, she knows it. And she's, she, got, she's got a poster of, of that shoulder like in her dressing room, and she just throws darts at it for yes. fun. Ah, and now we're, we're doing... Oh, that doesn't look pretty. She's bending her arm backwards in a way that arms are not supposed to bend. No. No, really nope. not. So she is just doing her damnedest to dislocate uh, Ember's entire shoulder. And now just working the arms, bending the fingers back, and and Ember's trying to fight, but... But it's she's in a weird position. Oh, and she got... Okay, so she got... Free-ish. She's and, got more... But Asuka rolled through and just stayed on yeah. top of her. So now, do you know anything about their relationship off-camera? Are they... Do, like, do they like each other? Do, is there any information about that that's out there? No, I, I don't know that they have any uh, strong feelings, negative or positive, toward each other. Hmm. They might just be professionals. Yep, just... You know. Ooh, that was cool. She just oh. did like a spin dance move, but now Ember's <laughs> down again. Okay, now she's getting a chance to get up. But Asuka is Asuka's just... Asuka is really just going at her. Ooh, <laughs> that was really cool. She did, like, she like swept the leg. Yep. But from behind. The real Cobra Kai move. Uh, but yeah, so what we're seeing right now is Asuka absolutely taking apart Ember Moon blitzed her at the beginning because she felt so confident that she could beat Asuka and now oh she's, ki- ooh, she's just like kicking her in the kicking oh. her in the shoulder so but she's got her arms like she's like kicking her in the back yep and just stretching out both of those shoulders Asuka knows that those shoulders are just but also no one's supposed to ever be in that physical position so yeah so this, what we're oh. seeing right now is Ember's face is on the ground, both of her arms are being pulled back, and her wrists are being made to touch while Asuka is stomping her shoulder blades. Yeah, and now she's standing, but now Asuka is going, I guess, to get her down again. So why wasn't she... she so she was on the ground. Why didn't they... Did they start a count? Like a three count? No, she has to be on her back. Okay. So That's now... That's super obvious. <laughs> so this is an octopus stretch, and just is... Just sort of hideously painful. Asuka just Ooh, just, just knows. sat on her? She's sitting <laughs> on her and she's smiling to the I'm audience. She's like, oh yeah, you guys like that? Not even at the audience, at the fucking hard cam. <laughs> she, <laughs> she knows where that red, that red dot is. Except. But now she, Ember's in a position where she could throw Asuka really easily. Right. Once because, she stands up. Because she let. And uh, she just did. 
Ember's got a bad arm, but her legs are fine. Yeah. She was, she kept, she did a good job of keeping her down by working that arm, but then she had, essentially, was just sitting on her one arm. Both of uh, Ember's legs were underneath her, and she was able to get up. And now she's, she's uh, trying to throw some punches with her good arm. She throws a punch with her bad arm. Oh, and now she's kicking. There so, we go. So now she's got the idea. Ooh, it, she just kicked her in the... Was that in the face? That was in the face. If, so now she's... <gasps> oh. It was a close two. Asuka almost lost. So Ember now... Damn. ...understands that if she's going to win, it's going to have to be with her legs. Yeah. Because Asuka just spent, what, five minutes fucking her arms to death? Yeah. Oof. That was one hell of a kick. And now Asuka has her again and just... Oof. <laughs> fucking suplexed her right into the corner, snapped her head on the... Oof. On the turnbuckle. Asuka's, like, really enjoying it. That Like, she doesn't look harried. She's just like, hey, guys, what's good? Yeah, she is... Uh, she With is, this Harley Quinn-style outfit. Yeah, she's a real berserker. She lives for this. She's a, you get a, speaking of Game of Thrones, you get a real hound vibe from her. Like killing's the sweetest thing there is. <laughs> but she's still a face. Yeah, people love her. Okay. And once again, oh, and now well, we're this is an attempt at the Oscar lock, which is Oscar's finishing move. It's a uh, a cross face chicken wing, usually with a body scissors. So basically, she cranks your neck in one direction, cranks your shoulder in the other direction, okay. and wraps her legs around your midsection to keep you from moving. And Ooh, just that didn't stay. No. Now, in fact, Ember Moon has reversed it and has Asuka in the Asuka lock, but it's an arm. You know, you have to use your arms for the hold, and she's essentially given her arm to Asuka again, who's now got her back in the hold. And now she's jumped on her back. She's trying to lock it in all the way. And at this point, Ember is keeping a wide base, and Asuka is trying to drag her down. Yeah. This is very Princess Bride. Yes. You have to use different moves when you fight <laughs> against one person. Yeah, so... There we go. But okay. once again, And then uh, Ember was able to use her leg strength. Oh, but Asuka pops back up. Oh, but Ember rolls oh. through, and... Oh, 2.999. Oh. Okay, now Asuka's on her back. And Ember is also down. So we've sort of, uh, we're back at square one here. Okay. Ember's trying to shake some feeling back into her bad arm. Oh, this poor girl. Now, do you, how much of that arm pain do you think is for show versus how much do you think she's actually feeling it? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't actually know whether she had to have uh, surgery on that arm or, or you if think it was that just rehab. Oh, okay. But she definitely had a. Real oh, it was a, it was a legit arm injury. She was out for a couple months, but I don't know if it was just rehab or had to get repaired. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> so that was Oscar's running hip strike, one of my oh favorite my moves of hers. God, I can't even fathom how a human can fly the way that, that Ember just did. That was a flying ass strike. That was insane. <laughs> she went for another one, and Ember managed to counter it. Yeah, that was great. Now Ember's getting up on the top rope. Uh, another kick because Asuka has not weakened her legs at all. Now Ember is trying to do. Ooh, that was really cool. Yep, she she managed to do a rotating, uh, like a flipping suplex. And once again, one, two. And the thing is, 
with her bad shoulder, she can't hook both the legs. She can't hook the. Was the that of, was that three? No, that was a two. Oh. Notice when she goes for these pins that she can't crank all the way. Yeah. She can't. And that's really how com- Oscar's getting off. Yeah, she can't really compete complete the cradle and look she's trying to wiggle some feeling back into that hand oh are they helping each other up right no i think no it looked like they were gonna help each other up but then oscar grabbed a fistful of hair and started punching her (laughs) yep yeah and ember by instinct seems to be trying to throw some punches which is never a good idea if she hits those punches she's gonna hurt herself more yeah and here we go a knee strike Almost turns Asuka inside out. Tries to pick her up with her one good hand. Now she's trying to use both. It's slow going. Oh, a slap. And now Asuka's just slapping her. Back fist. Oh. Oh, oh, that was a weird... That was a weird, awkward dance. Asuka... Ember's now on her knees. Asuka is grabbing one of her arms and is just pulling her face repeatedly forward and kicking her. Ooh. Oh, okay, so Asuka's on the ground. Yep, but see, Ember... Again, two count. She couldn't even pull the leg up. She wasn't even wrenching back on the leg until two because her shoulder is so fucked up. Wow, there are so many men in this audience. It's just interesting to see. You hear women's match and you assume it's going to be women. Yeah. Well, there's there's women's and men's matches on on this card. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um... You see Steve Zissou in the in the front row there. Yes, I do. He's <laughs> got the little red hat. Yep. So and the blue. Now Oscar's attempting to do the same thing, another hammerlock suplex, but off the top rope. She's gonna attempt to throw Ember off the top rope onto her own arm. Okay. Ember has escaped, and now she's trying to power bomb Oscar off the top rope. Kicks her leg out from under her, Ooh. and now Oscar's leg is caught, and she eats a flying stomp. Rolls her back in, one, to hold her. two, and she she couldn't get it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that probably because of her confidence that Ember had in the first match coming so close to beating Asuka, she sort of started the match with too much intensity. Maybe. And that's how she wound up uh, getting suckered into getting thrown into the steps and hurting her arm. She comes oh! off the top. She hits the eclipse and she goes for the pin. One, two, and Asuka escapes. And you see, Ooh, that was probably a big deal for the fans. That that has never been ha- it's never happened before, and Ember can't even believe it. But oh yeah, she's very surprised. That move is executed with the bad shoulder. Yeah, and Asuka probably knew that going in. And now. Ember has no idea what to do because her whole strategy in Is every match has been move. get how can I get to that surefire knockout? She got to the surefire knockout and she didn't get the pin. Oh, now she's mad. Now she's mad, but what happened at the beginning when she was mad? She walked right into an injury. Yeah. Oh, it looks like death though, doesn't it? That Yeah. Oof. So she's going to attempt to do it again. She's going up to the top rope. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm afraid for and this girl. Again, and, the, and the ref is holding her off. Ooh, and the ref got right out of the way. But Asuka's now on top. So. And Ember's the one who's at the bottom. Yeah, so uh, Ember went to leap. The referee was in the way. Uh, she tried to go for the eclipse, but Why she couldn't. Why was the ref 
in front of her like because, that. Because, oh! Oh! <laughs> Yep, a, a super kick, and Asuka has gotten out. So, like last time, Asuka saw the um, saw the eclipse coming. So, rather than shoving the referee, she like grabbed the referee by his belt and pulled him in front of her. The poor ref. Yep. So she she needed to have um, a straight line between her and Asuka to execute the eclipse. Oh, I love the little kid in the audience. He's wearing a yellow shirt. A John Cena shirt. Dancing. Yeah. Oh, that was very cute. So, because she couldn't do the eclipse because the referee was in the way, she went for just a body press to go over the referee and mm-hmm. hit Asuka. But Asuka rolled through and went for a pin, but Ember managed to kick out. But now Asuka is... Oh! Asuka now attempting an arm bar on that bad shoulder, but Ember's locking her hands to try to prevent it from happening. She rolls her up. One, two, and Asuka... Has her in the Oscar lock. Oscar will not go down. She has her in the Oscar lock now, right in the middle of the ring. She's got her legs locked around her. You can see that shoulder's cranked all the way back. The chin is cranked all the way back. Oh, God. And it's just like, it's like watching a beached whale or something. Now, how is Oscar going to get Ember on the ground from this? She, I mean, this is a submission hold. The, the, the idea isn't to pin her here. She, the idea is to crank her neck and, yep, Ember submits. Get her to submits. tap out. Okay. Asuka continues her undefeated streak 500 days plus undefeated women's champion but it took everything she had they are both out on the ground here so now what happens next that's the question right because all signs were pointing to Ember taking over right because she was the, you know, this was her time, but Asuka defeated her. Yeah. And now Asuka is moving up, but she still has this championship. So, so many, so many questions, right? So we're watching some replays here. We saw her get thrown on that bad so now shoulder. when was this, when did this match air? Last August. Okay, so what's happened since? Well, we can, uh, we can, we can get, get to that in a second, but I just want to, they're going to show Asuka's sort of victory. Uh, celebration. We saw, we see here the replay of Ember uh, failing on that eclipse to really get all of it. She goes for this dive. Asuka rolls through and gets a pin attempt. One, two, and uh, she managed to get out barely. And now we see this monster kick right to the right to the head and chest. She goes for that pin. One, two, and she she kicks out. And then Asuka's going for uh, kicking her in the face while she tries for that. Really, uh. We go for a pin, and Asuka kicks out and catches her in the Asuka lock on the way down. And at that point, Ember has no ability to escape. And she's just having her head and shoulder cranked in different directions, and she just has to tap out. Oh. So, okay. here we have Asuka with her championship. So you're going to have to tell me what she says. What Asuka says here? Yeah, because I'm very curious to see what she's saying. I don't think she has an interview. But oh, she's look, just yep, stumbling. Look at that. The referee lifting up her arm. Um, she doesn't even seem like... Obviously, she's too wiped to be yep. like happy or doing her... But the, Did you see how hard it was for the referee to lift her arm? Yeah. She broke her collarbone in this match. In real life. In real life. Oh, God. I think it was that kick at the end. Yeah. That that full on sliding kick. Oh, and it seems like she 
hurt her ear or the side of her head? It's it's the collarbone. It's the it's the the collarbone that's broken, and Ember is oh. the one, is the one who broke it. So, I guess that to answer your question, what happens after this is Asuka, after defeating her ultimate challenger yes. twice, and retiring, or I, I guess moving up to the main show, having never been defeated in NXT without ever losing the championship winds up having to relinquish the NXT Women's Championship because of injury. She can no longer defend the championship because of the broken collarbone she sustained in her last match. Okay, so where is she now? Asuka? Yeah. She's on the main roster. Oh, and how's she doing? She's doing okay. Just okay? What's the audience reception to her? Um, She was doing extremely well for a little while, but they eventually decided to end her undefeated streak. Her undefeated streak continued for another six or eight months. Okay, well, still really successful tenure for her. Yep, and then uh, at this year's WrestleMania, she finally lost her first match against Charlotte Flair. Which is a worthy opponent. Yeah. A dynasty. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, they've sort of... Um, I think the fact that her English is not great has mm. sort of been uh, a, a monkey wrench in the in the works. This is what I'm what I why I mentioned. Uh, sometimes they make certain allowances for a performer in NXT that the writing staff for the main roster doesn't know how to work around. Or the demographic who watches the main event is just not going to be as receptive to. Right. So it could be something like in NXT, it's taped. So you can do a couple of takes. Uh, if yeah. uh, if you have to just nail one line, like Ember Moon, she works here. But if you're ESL and yeah. and you can't trust that person to nail the line in one take on live TV, oh, that's unfortunate. But then can can't they make her someone who's less of a talker? Because you, you said think, they have like yeah, you would think so. But essentially, what happens is they have you know the the main roster writers will have their favorites and like. Well, we could yeah. make these allowances for Asuka, but we have this other person who's, uh, we don't have to make those allowances for. Why don't we just slot them in instead? So Asuka's still doing well. She's in a tag team now. With who? Uh, this woman, uh, Naomi. And how are they doing to, like, is it, did they change Asuka's look or, like, her no, energy? Uh, no, they're, um, they're sort of, uh, both very, very colorful in different ways. Naomi is, uh, much more, uh, much dancier. Okay. But they're both very sort of hyper color, both ath- very athletic. So they're 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 still a threat. But she wasn't able to make her way as her own star. She's not Goldberg on the main roster. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. That's unfortunate because she has she has a lot of bravado and a lot to offer, in ter- especially in terms of her athleticism. That alone, I guess, if she was able to be either completely silent or, of course, had stronger English ability or a manager yeah that's the, true too it, like a, a you know a speak piece for her right that's what that's why why you have managers because you have somebody who can do everything but sell themselves yeah which is still wild that Rick Rude had like Rick yeah. Rude didn't need that <laughs> didn't need Bobby Heenan at all he didn't need all. a manager at all but someone like Asuka give her like a really cool female manager that would be Really in fun. A, in a Hillary Clinton-style pantsuit. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, what's Hillary doing these days? Because... <laughs> <laughs> you 
see Hillary just shadow boxing in the woods of Chippewa. <laughs> <laughs> For that matter, what's Oprah doing these days? <gasps> Oprah would probably like Asuka. But of course, you know, she would also want to support Ember Moon. Sure. Um, Ember Moon is also on the main roster now. Oh, when did she So, oh, oh, that's the that's the that's the other thing. Once uh, once it was announced that Asuka was going to have to relinquish her championship because she couldn't defend it. Mm-hmm. Um, they did in fact do a big ceremony, like a big relinquishing ceremony. Oh, that's great. Yeah, where everybody came out and sort of honored her for being such a so singular figure talented. in NXT history. Jesus. Yeah. And being essentially carrying the entire women's division on her back for the better part of two years. And really, definitely, I'm sure, contributing to a better appreciation for women's wrestling and also women's ability in wrestling. I mean, mm-hmm. and she killed it. I mean, they both killed it. Like, yes. two very talented people here, but you know. I'm sure with every sport, you know, you have, like, the NBA and the WNBA, and there are right. those stigmas, but these two probably did so much to elevate women's wrestling as something to be respected, and so Asuka deserves any yeah. tribute she's given. And as we as we are speaking about this right now, mm-hmm. on October 28th, uh, 2018, WWE is currently running their first ever all-women's pay-per-view. That is excellent. WWE Evolution. That is excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Yep. Um, unfortunately, Asuka doesn't have a match on it. That's stupid! I know! I don't like that. Does Ember have a match on it? I think they're both in the Battle Royal. Okay. Yeah. But... Have they squared off in any way since... Mm -mm. I wonder if they're gonna... Well, they did interact in a very important way, which is that after Asuka surrendered her championship... Yes. They held a tournament to decide who was going to be the new champion, and it was won by Ember Moon... And uh, Asuka, who had been on the main show and hadn't been on NXT since then, kind of came out of nowhere to present her with the championship and sort of anoint her as her... Oh my god, that's so nice! <laughs> as her successor. Oh my god, I want to watch that! We can watch it. Oh, that's so nice! Yep. That's really classy of her. Yeah. Um, after... That's that's one thing that they do, uh, especially, with, especially in, in women's matches, where... They will try to kill each other. Like Asuka was just violently fucking her oh, shoulder yeah, to well, death of in this match. They have to. That's their job. Yes, but I mean, you don't have to be so malicious about <laughs> I it. I guess. Not, yeah. <laughs> like if you were, if you were in a, if your job was to be a wrestler, mm-hmm. and one of your coworkers knew that you had a bad shoulder and was just brutally I'm gonna go after that one yeah, thing. Yeah, you're gonna maybe not hang out with them after the show. Yeah. But. Uh, they they always they see they sometimes do a thing especially in women's wrestling where to sort of cap off a rivalry they hug that's nice and like sort of have this solidarity like hey we're this is a thing we're doing together yeah which is which is true and that's great I, I see a lot of uh, people writers uh, you know wrestling journalists complain like ah, do they always have to hug at the end and, Ew. It's, and it's like. Yeah, I think it's okay. It's a, there's you know you can and be then, a you little sentimental in this. And like. they don't always. I mean, a lot of times when it happens, it's at the end of a big rivalry like this one or yeah. like Bailey and Sasha Banks. It's not like the women hug after every match. No. It's when these two people have been through an incredible physical, emotional, and professional journey together. Yeah, of course. And I think it's I think it's perfectly fine to the acknowledge that. The men should hug too. Then they do. They do occasionally, especially right. at the end of something major like that. Yeah. 
it's I think sentiment should be a part of what WWE offers. I know yeah. that recently Roman Reigns came out that his leukemia returned and mm-hmm. I saw clips of that and it was very emotional. It was very human and people weren't complaining, I imagine. Everyone no. just seemed to really, whether they liked the guy or not, really came around and wanted to support this guy. It's probably the first time he's ever had like that a, much <laughs> appreciation or yeah or just goodwill but i like i got emotional i'm getting emotional thinking about that now because he you know they could have he could have not announced it he could have just left for whatever reason they could have rigged some kind of match to you know to get him yep. off they could of have his said, standing well but, it was a you know he hurt his back or whatever yeah yeah but he wanted to come forward about it and he wanted to be brave and vulnerable, and that's far more brave than running out and punching someone in the face. You know, it's it's emotional vulnerability, and you know, WWE over the years has had its reputation for enforcing toxic masculinity. Well earned. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are those, you know, homophobia and different things that have sort of been executed for storylines and just as a part of the demographic and what the demographic is into, but. <laughs> They're really into homophobia. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's a they sp- love Fortnite and homophobia. Oh no! <laughs> but I like opportunities where women are being given a spotlight, and people of different, obvious races, and just different people in general. You know, I love the idea of more femme or gender bending wrestlers like Velveteen Dream. Like I I like these Velveteen Dream. <laughs> oh god. I uh, I like the idea that these people are being given a spotlight. And so uh let the women hug and let the men cry and you And know, let them eat cake. And sure. Together though. Yeah. In a nice way. In catering after Not- the show. <laughs> smashing cake into each other's face. That is, listen, every sure fucking happened. time. <laughs> There's a cake. Every time, gets listen. Smashed. This is a, this is 100%. <laughs> you know when you're a kid and you're watching Scooby-Doo and you're like, I know which drawer they're going to open because it's a different color? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're watching wrestling and you see a cake, you you're like, somebody's happen. getting fucking thrown into that cake. Or, this is a very that specific one. cake is getting one. thrown into them. This is a ve- yes, but this is a very specific one that never happens anywhere except pro wrestling. But if there's a giant birthday present <laughs> or Christmas present okay. on stage, somebody's in there, <laughs> <laughs> and someone's in here. <laughs> someone's in here. <laughs> someone's in here. <laughs> but yeah. If you ever see a giant birthday present, it's because there's somebody who's going to jump out of it. Okay. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. This has been another episode of I Hate Wrestling. I don't hate wrestling. I will tell you all that now. I'm doing a pretty good job, I guess. You are. I want to thank uh, Tara for being a wonderful guest. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Corinne Dodenhoff for designing my logo. I Hi, wanna, Corinne. I want to thank... Uh, the Novas for the use of my theme song, Da Crusher. Yes. I would like to remind everybody to visit me on Facebook at I Hate Wrestling. Visit me online at IHWPod.com. Like, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Visit me on Instagram at IHWPod. 
<laughs> no, sorry. I'm I hate wrestling on Instagram. I'm IHW Pod on Twitter. Twitter. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Visit the shop at yes. com, where you can buy t-shirts. I have one. You do. So do I. We should buy... <laughs> <laughs> uh, bandanas for fat dogs. Yes. Um, what's up, Hermie? Mugs. Mugs for fat dogs. <laughs> Buttons for fat dogs. Stickers for fat dogs. Let me make my mother so upset. <laughs> Last time, last time I mentioned that uh, Hermie was fat, she angrily commented on the Facebook link for the episode. The doctor says he's slightly overweight. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Tara. Yes. You know how the show ends. I do. <laughs> you told me earlier that you had a plan. I do. <laughs> what's your what's your plan? What is your what is your okay. wrestling character this week? My wrestling character this week is a brave special woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christine Blasey Ford. <laughs> I was trying to think of someone who was very brave and powerful, and my first thought was vigilant defender against Brett Kavanaugh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. I love and admire this woman. I don't know her, but I enjoy that she likes to surf and take down sexual predators, and I want more of that in the wrestling universe. I would like I would like if that if that were your character. Yes. But every other aspect of your character was just Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like starting with the broken glass, the music, the like stalking down to the ring but with your her. head going as a bobblehead swearing yeah, violently. But yes, but it's her. But it's her. But it's her. <laughs> yeah, her uh, her signature move can be the uh, solemnly swear where she just lifts her hand up high to solemnly swear that she will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And, then and just, that's the bottom line! And then just slam <laughs> that hand down on her opponent's. Cause Christine said so. <laughs> what? What? Mostly melon, which like I don't, I don't really fuck with melon. It's a bitch fruit. I don't like. It. It's mostly water. <laughs> it's mostly water. It's not. It's not even you're like not a getting, good citrus. You're not it's not getting even orange. You're not getting the mite. You're not getting the bang for your buck. No, you're really not. Cantaloupe and a honeydew. Like okay. You're not the getting... only valuable honeydew is bugs and honeydew. We all know this to be true. When you say valuable, do you mean like his net worth or do you mean like he's bank? His contribu- he's a bankable star. No, his contribution to society. Oh, so his cultural value. Yes. 